0: <laughs> I thought it would be more of like a rumbling. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty.
1: Thanks for having me, Shannon.
0: How's it going over there?
1: Pretty good. How are you doing, Shannon?
0: I'm doing good. I missed you so much this weekend. Yeah,
1: I was out of town. I went to a bachelor party we went ice fishing in Madison, Wisconsin. Brr. Yeah, it's cold. It's a weird choice, but <laughs> what can I say? I've got some weird friends.
0: I just think it's funny that this bachelor that you were celebrating um loves the cold so much. What's with that?
1: I think it's more the fishing part than the cold part, but
0: the only times you've been ice fishing are with him, right?
1: The other thing that's interesting about him is that he loves Las Vegas, and he goes often, but I guess that just makes it not a special bachelor party location <laughs> when you're just there all the time.
0: Guess so. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, when I think bachelor party, the last thing I think is ice fishing as an activity.
1: I've never had a need to go to Madison, Wisconsin before this, but it was fun. I liked
0: it. Good. Well, we didn't get any reviews to talk about.
1: No new five-star reviews. Um, if you have time, it helps us a lot, and it's great. So please <laughs> go on to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. And subscribe to the podcast, too, while you're at it, if you haven't already. Yeah,
0: that's a huge help to us.
1: You can also tweet us. I'm at Dusty Terrell,
0: and I'm at Shannon Ray Green.
1: Or you can email us at I Tell My Husband the News at USA I didn't get any tweets looking to buy my uh, old Razor oh. m- Motorola Razor phone, Shannon. Bummer. Yeah, I'm surprised. I really thought someone would want that. <laughs>
0: The things that surprise you never fail to surprise me. <laughs> well,
1: maybe I should sweeten the pot a little bit with those old Motorola's. I always seem to lose the little battery cover bit, so then I would get different battery covers, but they wouldn't always be the same color. So it kind of was made my Motorola razor unique. You could get a little mix match of colors there.
0: Some would use the adjective unique. Some would use the adjective. Weird.
1: I don't know who would do that, but but now that's got a now it's a one of a kind Motorola Razor. You should spend. I think I'm going to up it to ten thousand dollars now. Yikes! Yeah, with that little bit of information, well worth it. Ridiculous.
0: Air taxis, hyperloop, self-driving cars—what your commute could look like in 2030. This was written by my colleague, Dalvin Brown.
1: I feel like I was promised my commute looking different in 2020. And (laughs) so far, Shannon, it looks exactly the same.
0: (laughs) That is so on point.
1: Just me having to pay attention while driving in a car and in lots of traffic. Right. I don't like it.
0: I would like for things to speed up with these changes. Yeah. Picture yourself shooting across the country in a levitating pod or hovering above traffic in a drone. Imagine a time when daily commute times are cut in half or when you don't have to own or operate a car at all to get to your destination. Those types of transportation options are projected to be available by the year 2030 thanks to improvements in electric battery power, internet connectivity, and next level automation. Tom Rickard is a risk and insurance specialist at Trident Public Risk Solutions. He said, quote, transportation planning has always been around how to get a vehicle from place to place using roads and traffic lights. But that's changing, unquote. The mobility industry's next objective is to focus on moving a person through multiple modes of connected travel. That's where air taxis, e-scooters, connected trains and semi-autonomous cars come into play, powered by widespread 5G connectivity, according to Rickert. In the coming years, rural pockets of the central United States could become better connected to big cities like Atlanta and Dallas in an effort to reduce overall travel times. Hyperloop is a transportation method that aims to eliminate the barriers of distance and time over the next few years if regulation and test run estimates go according to plan. The American company is right now building out a series of passenger capsules that can zip through tubes while carrying up to 40 people at a time. Imagine standing in a futuristic pod that floats inside a vacuum as a gradual electric propulsion shoots the vessel to its destination, hundreds of miles away, in mere minutes. Think of it as a mix between a bullet train and an autonomous vehicle inside a long tube. Ryan Kelly is the head of marketing and communications at Hyperloop. He said, quote, You're going to see a huge boom from the middle of the country if Hyperloop takes off in those places, unquote. The company is building pilot tubes in Dubai and working with states in the U.S. to get the project off the ground. Kelly said, quote, the first thing you'll see is safety certification by 2024, unquote. Then six mile tracks will be built through parts of middle America. Transportation authorities say that traffic congestion, population growth, and an expanding job market have led to an increase in commute times across the country's metro areas. The Census Bureau says that average commute times across the country edged up from 25 minutes in 2009 to over 27 minutes in
1: 2019. Ugh. I'd loved a 27-minute commute. Oh. 27 minutes sounds like a dream commute.
0: Mm. 27 minutes is kind of like my long commute.
1: Yeah. That's like your commute if there's a lot of traffic.
0: Yeah. Ugh, I'm a terrible wife. Well,
1: it's too much. You
0: have double that, typically, right Triple
1: that sometimes.
0: Oh man. Ooh. That's the noise I make when I think about it. That's how you get your all your podcasts listening in though? Mm. But in metro areas, the average one-way commute can be as long as 43 minutes, according to a study by Best Mattress brand, a company that researches the causes of sleep issues that affect driving abilities. Big cities tend to have more people and greater congestion traffic. Shorter distance or last mile travel will be revolutionized through the widespread adoption of 5G connectivity, which will allow machines to communicate with each other directly, enabling more cars and other means of transportation to travel at faster speeds without humans operating them. Current wireless networks, for example, haven't been strong enough to send reliable signals to aircraft through a flight. That's according to Laurie Garrow, associate director for the Center for Urban and Regional Air Mobility at Georgia Tech. Toward the end of the decade, Garrow said, quote, 5G connectivity will allow us to design air taxis and give us the ability to think about truly moving toward autonomous control of aircraft, end quote. She projects electric takeoff and landing aircraft displacing some of the helicopters in operation today. She said, quote, and we will see new markets open up with these aircraft, End quote. Though hurdles like safety regulations, noise concerns, and infrastructure needs could prolong projected launch dates, Uber and Hyundai plan on lifting air taxis into the skies in the next few years. Other electric vertical takeoff and landing vehicle companies have similar plans. Joe Weisenfelder is the executive editor at Cars.com, and he said that as engineering costs fall and battery power continues to improve, the electric vehicles market will continue to grow. Though electric vehicles aren't expected to overtake gas-powered cars anytime soon. Weisenfelder said in a statement, quote, overall, EV use in the country will continue to lag due to consistently low gas prices, lack of public infrastructure, the recent EPA California ruling, and pending trade wars, unquote. In 2019, EVs represented about 1% of the cars on the road in the US. Auto industry analyst Eric Lyman told USA Today that he projects EVs could make up 5% of car sales by 2025. Rickert said that, quote, as all these different solutions are tested, perfected, adjusted, and evolved, there will be less of a dependence on an automobile, especially in urban areas, unquote. And of course that means less traffic on the ground. Everyday vehicles that are capable of receiving over the air updates from automakers will become ubiquitous as drivers want their cars to be just as updatable as smartphones. Weisenfelder said, You don't want to hear that your vehicle that lasts an average 11 years is out of date. Much like smartphones, older connected cars can get some of the same features as new cars thanks to regular airwave updates. Tesla kickstarted the trend, and OTA updates have begun to spread throughout the auto industry as companies like Ford, BMW, and GM roll out updatable vehicle platforms. Experts say that self-driving features will reach an inflection point over the next several years, though vehicles aren't expected to be able to do all driving. Rickard said, quote, More and more vehicles will have standard equipment with basic automation like lane-keeping assist, automated braking, and left-hand turn assistance. Those things that can detect blind spots and tell one vehicle whether another is about to turn will reduce more accidents, unquote. However, level five autonomy, where a vehicle can go any place at any time without intervention by a human, isn't expected to be widely available until after 2030. Oh, come
1: on. When will this nightmare be over, Shannon?
0: (laughs) That's so many years from now.
1: I'll be an old man in 10 years. (sighs)
0: <sighs> Rickard said, quote, I do see these types of vehicles being used in geo-gated areas where they can be more controlled, whereas wider deployment on interstate highways, it's going to take a while to get there, quote.
1: I want to buy me a house next to one of those tubes, Shannon, <laughs> out in the middle of the country somewhere. Tell me where that tube's going to be. I'll buy a house next to it. <laughs> You think those tubes are going to be loud? You just if you live next to it, you just you'll hear this sound all, all day.
0: <laughs> <sniffs> I thought it would be more of like a rumbling. <laughs> well, it
1: sounds like I have to endure my awful, awful commute for quite a while longer, Shannon.: Yeah. And, I blame you to be honest.
0: I expected this to not feel like bad news.
1: Yeah, we've been doing this podcast for 4 years and I feel like you've been teasing me with self-driving cars and now I'm to understand that it's not even not even close to happening.
0: Well, I think that the the tests are real, but it's just it's so it's such a complicated technology and there's so many variables that have to be accounted for.
1: At this rate, I'm going to have to teach my kids how to drive, and I just don't want to, Shannon. <laughs> now what I want to hear, Shannon, is a story about how you can cryogenically freeze yourself, and I'll just put myself in there for a nice little 10 years, and then come out and see uh, see what kind of improvements I've made, instead of <laughs> having to wait around for them like a, a dope. <laughs> um I, Does that technology exist, Shannon?
0: I do not think so. And I also think <sighs> I would miss you terribly for those 10 you years. You can get frozen
1: too. I don't care, Shannon. <sighs> you do you.
0: I really am sorry. It's okay. I mean, as soon as I came to that part in the story, it was the last line. I was just like, this is going to upset my husband. I know it.
1: Yeah, you did it. <laughs>
0: But we really haven't seen in all these early stories, like when people say they were more focused on, oh, these will be available and be on the road, but they won't be mainstream until a certain time. And that's essentially what this is saying, is that they won't be going on highways and be mainstream until after 2030.
1: Let's just scrap all this. Let's not do any of it. It's all bad ideas. Here's the new idea is we develop like a surrogate system where you just put on you sit in your own home all the time, you just put on VR goggles and control some sort of robot remotely to do your work at work or or whatever. You know, just plug in, do work, unplug, enjoy your life. No commuting. How about that? That can we get there in next year? Can we do that next year? Scientists get on it. Collaborative <laughs> Quit all this whatever nonsense you're currently working on and do that. Except for those ones that we talked about last week working on the cancer thing, you guys keep 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 your head forward on that. Everybody else work on this idea that I got.
0: I think the only way for me to summarize that is to say, listen to this lazy man's plea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do it. <laughs>
0: Scientists discovered that an asteroid may have ended Snowball Earth 2.2 billion years ago.
1: I thought you were, the title was going to be Scientists Find Out How, and then I was going to guess how. Want to know what my guess was going to be?
0: For how the Ice Age ended? Yeah. How did it end?
1: Asteroid. Everything ends <laughs> with Asteroid. <laughs>
0: yeah they're thinking that it may have ended with this asteroid.
1: I thought the way it ended was uh, a bunch of woolly mammoths started um burning too many fossil fuels and then it it heated up the the earth. They called it global global warming.
0: yeah, I don't know if woolly mammoths had access to fossil fuels.
1: They practically were fossil fuels Shannon <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> This is written by my colleague Doyle Rice. He writes Some 2.2 billion years ago, an asteroid slammed into the Earth. Scientists announced that it left behind a massive, 43 mile wide crater in what's now Western Australia. It's the world's oldest known impact site, the new study said, one that may also have changed Earth's climate. It occurred at a time that coincided with Earth's recovery from an ice age known as Snowball Earth where most of Earth's surface was covered with ice sheets up to three miles thick, according to a statement from Imperial College in London.
1: So this is different than the Ice Age. The Ice Age was like a different period of time, I think. Snowball Earth was one thing, Ice Age was a different thing.
0: The impact left behind a scar on the land that's known as the Yarrabubba impact crater. Chris Kirkland is a geologist at Australia's Curtin University. And he was the study's co-author. He told the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, quote, The age we've got for the Yarrabubba impact structure makes it the oldest impact structure on the planet, unquote. That's about half the age of Earth itself and 200 million years older than the previous record holder, the 190-mile-wide Ridfort Dome in South Africa, according to Space.com. The study said that the Earth has a continually changing surface due to tectonics and erosion, which means that very old impact craters are difficult to identify. Scientists analyzed minerals within the crater that revealed the precise age for the impact event. After blasting into the continental ice sheet, the impact could have released up to 11,000 trillion pounds of water vapor into the atmosphere, a potent greenhouse gas that may have played a role in modifying Earth's climate. Kirkland said to the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, quote, The impact event itself might not have been the full reason for a global climate shift, but if we are in a dynamic period of Earth's history when other things are happening, this might have been the straw that broke the camel's back, unquote. Aaron Cavosi of Curtin University said the study may have potentially significant implications for future impact crater discoveries. He said in a statement, quote, our findings highlight that acquiring precise ages of known craters is important. This one sat in plain sight for nearly two decades before its significance was realized. Yerubaba is about half the age of the Earth, and it raises the question of whether all older impact craters have been eroded or if they are still out there waiting to be discovered. End quote. The study was published in the peer-reviewed British journal Nature Communications. I think
1: scientists always just blame everything on asteroids. Like, oh, dinosaur ends... <laughs> Snowball Earth ends. So it's asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> that's why my guess was asteroids. I think I think it's just lazy science work, I think is what it is. Oh, man. We should stop doing that and work on... How dare you? Work on my idea.
0: Oh, man, Dusty. I think that's a outrageous accusation.
1: I'm glad we don't still live on a snowball Earth. I like my... Uh, Oh, yeah. Nice, cozy, warm Earth better.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's it's really strange to think about all these different time periods that the Earth went through before humans really arrived.
1: I hope we don't get hit by another asteroid, Shannon.
0: But wouldn't it be cool to see 11,000 trillion pounds of water vapor go into the air?
1: No. I don't think you'd see it. You'd just be vaporized by it. Ooh. It'll be just our luck. They figure out self driving cars and then boom!
0: Asteroid.
1: Giant asteroid hits us.
0: Oh man. Hope
1: you had fun not driving yourself to work for one whole day. Because <laughs> life is over now.
0: Yikes. And last today, we've got the lightning fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. Nintendo no longer repairing Wii video game consoles.
1: Fine. Whatever. (laughs) Be that way.
0: I'm surprised that you aren't like, oh no, I have a Wii.
1: Well, as far as I know, my Wii still works, but I haven't turned it on in quite some time, so I can't be Mm -hmm. certain. Mm
0: -hmm. How to control how Facebook stalks you online.
1: You can't control Facebook. Don't even try. They control you, and just give in.
0: <laughs> Bite successor to video app Vine launches.
1: You know, I've been feeling like there's been a hole in my heart since Vine left. <laughs> Glad we we can finally replace it.
0: You don't think TikTok replaced it for you? No,
1: it 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 seems like TikTok's exactly the same thing, and uh, <laughs> I don't use that at all. Mm. So.
0: Apple earnings rise on strength of iPhone sales.
1: I'm going to need everyone to stop buying Apple products so that they lower the price so I can afford them again.
0: Mm. Bluetooth can make it easier for stuff to get stolen from your car.
1: The only Bluetooth device I have in my car is my car.
0: <laughs> Soon your Cadillac will change lanes hands-free.
1: Jokes on you, I don't have a Cadillac. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can marijuana save the bees?
1: Bees do love to get buzzed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bike that moves over water makes its debut in Las Vegas.
1: I think I could make that work for my commute. Give me.
0: The Bahamas. 24 photos that'll make you want a vacation there in 2020.
1: I've been to the Bahamas before.
0: Well, what about me? Eh, it's
1: fine. <laughs> You're not missing much.
0: Oh, okay. What about if I look at all these photos?
1: Don't look at those.
0: <laughs> Korean firm has high-tech way to stop stinky shoes.
1: I'd settle for a low-tech way.
0: <laughs> Bigfoot caught on Washington traffic cams?
1: Nope, sorry. That was just me. It was laundry day, so... <laughs> Next week on I Tell My Husband the News... Well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called
0: the news. <laughs> I Tell My Husband the News as part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com or find them wherever you listen to podcasts like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.